Hello guys, welcome to the Joshi and all about podcast on enterprise valuation and ESOP. Our guests are industry professional experts who will explain various concepts, strategies and rationale around implementing ESOP and valuations for publicly traded as well as privately traded companies. I'm your host Rahul Joshi, partner at Value Mantra, a valuation advisory firm. Our topic today is PAC, a special purpose acquisition company, which is crazy in US and its relevance to India. We have with us Abraham Sinta, CEO of Arc Capital and Chitranj Verma, partner India at Arc Capital. Arc Capital is a mid-market investment bank with an international presence and offices in more than eight countries, including US, China, and Mexico. The firm specializes in public listing, M&A advisory, and wealth management services. So, welcome, Abraham. Welcome, Chitranj. Thank you. Thank you for inviting Thank us. You. Thank you for having us here today. Yes. So, we will start with. Uh, we I wanted to do first understand more about Arc and both of your backgrounds. Fantastic. I can I can I can start with that. So, as as you you were mentioning, Rahul, we we are a, a a boutique investment bank. We were born out of China about seven years ago. Uh, initially, we were uh, you know focused on this wave of of Chinese companies going public uh, into the United States. That's actually one that was the the the, the purpose of creating or spinning off uh, from where we were in the past. Uh, but obviously, as, as that uh, as that evolved, as China evolved, we also start growing as a company to the point that we were no longer doing just the public listings and, and on capital markets, but we, we expanded into into M and A part, into capital raising, into private transactions, um, and, and also into wealth management. Currently, um, as you mentioned, we have offices not only here in China, we're in, in Shanghai and Wuhan, but also presence in in Singapore, in Jakarta, in Indonesia. Uh, in, in in Delhi, there with which transit in India, in London, and in uh, Mexico City. Um, so we we are currently covering you know a, a full spectrum of, of of the you know the financing service. But uh, one of the the things that we've been really focused at least for the past four years, it's been the specs. Uh, the specs really caught fire this year. Before this year, not a lot of people knew about it, and and I think we were one of those. Uh, people that were just talking like crazy about a product that sounded too good to be true, uh, but listen, thank God that uh, the big names, the the the, the Richard Branson, the the <laughs> the Bill Ackmans decided to take on this uh, this vehicle to 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 shine a little bit of light into into it and and well uh, be the the hottest product in the market right now. So th- that was a little bit about our capital, just into my into my personal background. I. I'm, uh, I was born in Mexico. I've, uh, I, I lived there, you know, my my youth. After uh, you know, when it came to my my undergrads, I, I I did a joint degree within between Mexico and the United States. That's I spent a lot of time in the U.S. Also, uh, went and lived for a couple of years in the U.K. Uh, until finally I landed in China about eight years ago. And and well, the the, the rest is it's it's just history, and it's it's it was part of the beginning of our capital. Interesting. And Chitranj, what's your background? Yeah. So, hi guys. Uh, I'm Chitranj, based out of Delhi. So, my background is pretty simple. I've been uh, got this investment side when I was working for a company called as Abusa Holding in Doha. So, primarily, I went as a category team partner uh, there, but then moved on to part where I was helping them expand to India and other geographies, helping them do some joint ventures, launch new products. So, those are the things that. Got me interested towards in uh, investment side, and then when in 2017 I decided that I'll come back to India and do this uh, of my own. 
So worked out as an incubator team, primarily set up an incubator with Niti Aayog under Atal Innovation Mission. And then in, incidentally, I got in touch with uh, ARC team based out of Singapore and we really, it went really well. And then we decided to set up uh, Indian operations. Uh, the idea was to see that uh, once the Indian companies are ready and we have laws and regulations in place, we will see that the huge market will come for foreign listings. And uh, this is where I come into the picture. Right now, for our Capital India perspective, it is primarily focused towards we do secondaries in VCP. We work with sponsors which wants to create SPAC. And in coming time, we will also see Indian companies getting public once the laws and regulations are in place. That's yeah. uh, that's us, my I think you both guys have a multi-country, multicultural backgrounds and such a fantastic insights you would have about businesses from all over the world. So great. So nice, guys. Uh, uh, nice to uh, get introduced to you. Uh, so this is all about SPAC. So can you explain what is SPAC? I mean, it's such a craze in uh, now every day we could see here and read blogs talking about a SPAC. And let us hear from you. So the, the the definition of a SPAC, I think you you could you could uh, you could explain what a SPAC is standing in two in two in the two sides of the coin. One as an investor and one as a company. Let's talk about it from from the investor point of view. Uh, a SPAC to me, it's uh, it's like a private equity or like a venture capital fund that rather than raising the money from you know private LPs, you raise it from the public markets. And rather than going through a very long and painful process for those who have done a, a private fund that they will understand, uh, you go through this vehicle uh, to this creation of this fund that is public, that is called SPAC, in record timing of three to four months. Um, and, and the reason behind it is because the SPAC has become such a, such a safe investment vehicle for investors that literally, you know, nowadays most of the, the, the investors backing up these SPACs they don't really looking at what uh, what's behind the SPAC. They'll just put money because they know they want to wait to see what's going to come next. And, and I'm going to go back a little bit and, and continue the explanation of what a SPAC is. But like I said, the SPAC is, is a is a fund that it's raised from the public markets and that it has only one uh, purpose in life, just like any fund, right? Invest. But rather than investing in many companies or you know having a portfolio, you will be investing in one single asset, one single company, but unlike a private equity or VC, like I said, where you invest and you need to grow that investment and then eventually have an exit, in the SPAC, the company that you invest in or the company you merge with or whatever name you want to call it, that company becomes public. So for, a, for an investor or for a fund manager or whatever, this is a way to say, you know what, instead of raising capital, which is you know a pain, uh, going through this process three, four, five years, and then exit, I can get all of this done within 24 months and the money comes from the markets. Uh, and you know, the moment I invest in a company, it's the moment I got an exit. So it, it just became a, a, literally a no brainer for, for, for a lot of people that had the capital to invest. Even private equities, just like TPG, social capital, uh, they have actually, instead of launching new funds, they're just launching SPACs like crazy. And, and, and from a company point of view, I think, uh, you know, you can call the SPACs a a, 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 a a fast track to an IPO, right? Because ultimately what okay. a SPAC is, is a shell, right? It's a shell with cash. So you know, back in the day, you were hearing a lot about these reverse 
listings, these reverse takeovers, and, and it kind of like had a bad connotation. I think that with the stack that that went away. So you know, for investors, it's a great vehicle to invest, get companies public, exit uh, in a shorter period of time than privately. And for a company, it's it's a fast track to IPO. It's a cheaper way. It's it's basically a shell. So I, I would just you know uh, define the the stack you know based on this these two 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 sides of the coin. So uh, the way you are saying that the reverse listing, the bad connotation moved out because the the SPAC come to the play. And uh, so is that the reason for it becoming so popular as a preferred listing model in US? Yeah, I think, you know, the the, the, the bad connotation with reverse takeovers, I mean, and, and listen, I me being here in China, I, I got to say that a lot of that came because of, of China's China's companies were, 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 were finding these, these vehicles overseas, buying them and and listing them, you know, having having literally zero oversight from from the regulators. Um, but but more than that is all, every time you do a reverse takeover, you know, you always have somebody that owned that vehicle in the past. So typically, you're always aware of you know perhaps there's some liabilities hanging in there that you don't know. But with the SPAC, I think it's it, it was it was perfection because there is no liabilities left behind. There is no all shareholders. You know, the, the vehicle is created. For having a company to come in, so uh, and, and for and for and for companies, they they see this as a as a shortcut. Uh, I, I honestly don't think there's, you know, there is a shortcut in terms of cost, in terms of, of timing, if, if companies are ready. But for a company that is not ready to to do an IPO or to do a SPAC, it, it might take the same time. But but at the end of the day, it's 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 still a shortcut, and, and I think the mentality and the the, the the way of thinking for you know most of Asia, uh, it's that if it's faster, it's probably better. Uh, you know, there, there might be you know there's there's there might be something in there. I agree with you. So you have done transactions, right? In SPAC, I mean, so can you exp- uh, what kind of transactions were there? Correct. For ARC? So from from the from the ARC side, we 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 have played um, three particular roles. We have uh, what you call have seen the. The, the, the life cycle of a SPAC and, and, and play different roles in it, not only as a, a initially as an advisor, where, which our role was to put together the SPACs, right? We put together the management, we coach them, uh, you know, we bring all the service providers and, and then we, we launch the process. But we have also been on the side of the, the underwriter where we actually are the ones calling up the, the, the funds that uh, are, going to, are going to invest and, and, and get the money raised. And we have also been in the side of helping the uh, management to to actually find a target and do the merger, which is the most critical and, and toughest part of any stack, right? Raising the capital, whether you want to raise $100 million, $200 million, it's not a problem. It's mechanical uh, to a certain extent. But finding that target and, and doing that merger is when it really becomes complicated. And and lastly, this, this, this year, we're adding an extra... An extra role, which is we ourselves have uh, have launched a SPAC where we are the sponsor. So I think that by the end of by the end of the year, we probably experience all the cycles uh, when it comes to SPAC. And we we have done uh, just just in the past uh, uh, nine months, we have done uh, two seventy million dollar SPACs. Uh, one from a Chinese sponsor, the other one from uh, Mexican private equity. So, and in, in, in currently at the moment, we are we're about to launch another five. One from um, you know Indian Indian sponsor, another one from another Mexican sponsor, 
Uh, so, you know, being quite basic. <laughs> wow, seven SPACs. I mean, say two already done, five uh, in the process. A lot of learning, right? I mean, say all the kind of structuring that has to happen, you would have gone through the whole process and understood the challenges which are there currently. Correct. Wow. So how much time it takes to some, if someone want to be a, from a uh, sponsor a SPAC, I mean, say from a sponsor side, how much it takes time to launch a SPAC? Three months. If it's, it takes three months. Okay. And uh, and what are the roles that sponsor would have to the SPAC? So the, the, the main, the main, what you call it, the uh, responsibility from the SPAC is twofold. First of all, is that, you know, the, the SPAC sponsor needs to understand that it's their role to find a target, right? To, to have a strategy to go out there and look for potential targets to merge with, right? Because if you don't have a target, then you don't have anything, right? That's the whole purpose of creating this. But let's say you do. I think that the, the, the next part will be that, you know, like everything, right? It's It might sound too good to be true that you can go out there and raise a hundred million uh, in three months. Well, the, the little caveat in there is that, you know, as a sponsor, you need to also commit with some of the monies that need to be raised. So, so you know, typically you, you're looking at anywhere between three to 5% that needs to be committed by the sponsor. Meaning that if you want to raise a hundred million dollars, you know, you have to come up with, you know, anywhere between three to $5 million to, to back it up. It's, 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 it's what you call it, the, the, the skin in the game that, that the sponsor needs to come up with. Okay. Okay. And uh, so a follow on questions on that. So uh, a sponsor need to be a, what food can be a sponsor? Can Rahul Joshi be a sponsor or uh, what is the credentials or is, is there any criteria? So you, you, you see three type of, uh, three types of, of, of people being a sponsor. The reality is that there is no such a thing like a, like a criteria, right? At the end of the day, you can come up with the capital. You can get a SPAC. Now, you know, what's best, it's, you know, you, the, the three groups that I see, it's uh, private equities, right? So private equities that are very successful and are looking for exits to their, to their portfolios, it's great for them to create a SPAC. Uh, private equities or VCs, right? That they're struggling raising funds because, you know, as, as we probably have seen it, the, the bigger funds keep getting bigger, but if you're a first time fund, uh, you know, it might be, it might be a real challenge. So, you know, you see a lot of people jumping in, into SPACs. Uh, you also have the, uh, you know, executives and management from, you know, big corporations that are perhaps, you know, either retired or, or, or they're very well connected to, to certain industries that they say, you know what, I can put together my, my, my friends, each of us come up with a half a mil and, and off we go to a SPAC. So you do see a lot of these executive teams that come together to, to form a SPAC. And lastly, you do see a lot of, you know, family offices slash high network individuals that, like I said, if you have the capital, you can launch yourself a SPAC. At the end of the day, you could say, well, aren't the investors worried about, you know, perhaps the person coming in, not having the, the, the enough credentials or this experience. Well, the, the beauty of the SPAC for investors is that the money that investors give you is protected. At the end of the day, the final decision, whether the, that money you raise stays or not, comes the moment you show them a target. So you know, if I'm a nobody, nobody knows my name, but I am able to bring you a, a unicorn. Well, who cares? Right, because then, then the investment is going to be based on the on the on the on the merit of that deal, not really on the merit of the management. It, it, does it help? It does help a lot, of course, but but it's 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 not crucial. So when we talk about identifying the targets, so how much time? Uh, how would the 
generally a SPAC will identify targets and how much time it takes to just close the deal. Right. So, so the life cycle, the life cycle of the SPAC, and, and, and you know, the SPACs are not really open ended forever. They they have a time frame. Uh, you know, these time frames go anywhere between twelve months to twenty four months, uh, which which really which really tells you that you know you might have anywhere between you know six to eight months to to really find a target, and then you know four to five months at the end to do the closing. Right. But as that, I think the biggest challenge and 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 and. And Rahul, you might know better than anybody. It's a lot of this, you know, you need to comply with certain rules and regulations to be a public company. And the most important one is being audited. If you're not audited, you know, uh, no audit, no talk. Uh, we like to say uh, when we're talking to sponsors or with companies, right? So, you know, four to five months is a good time to close a deal. And it is, yeah, it is advised that you take anywhere between six to eight months to really look out there for, for targets. So, uh, from a target point of view, uh, just to follow on on that, so uh, what they need to be complied with, and uh, when they feel they, when you feel the targets are ready to get reverse merged with SPAC. So, for, from a target perspective, uh, the, I mean, going public in, into SPAC in the United States, it, it's it's there's a lot of stuff, a lot of regulations that need to be followed, but but it's not, you know, those things are are are, are not such a big deal. Once you do a transaction, but but the key is the audits. So you need to be audited. You need to have your financial statements either in IFRS or US GAAP or the equivalent. Uh, you know, you need to be audited by by a reputable firm like uh, you know my cousin's audit firm out of Mexico. I don't think he's gonna do the deal. Uh, you know, it's gotta be a, a firm that it's you know uh, recognized uh, you know in the United States as 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 an auditor for 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 a public transaction. So that, that is the most crucial aspect of everything. And, and more importantly than the audit, because I guess the audits are something that can get done, right? A typical audit might, might take you six to 10 to 12 weeks. It's the willingness of the company to be public. I think the SPAC brings, the, 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 the real test is when you ask a company, you know, do you want to be public and why, right? And, and sometimes just the word, oh, I want to go public because I want to raise money. It might not be the right answer, but, but definitely the, the first thing is, you know, the company willing, and if they're willing, then it comes to the, to the audits. The, the rest, I don't believe it's that important and at least not at the, at the early stage of the negotiations. So one part, one more missing piece of it is the, from a valuation point of view for a, a target, at what stage do you feel it's a good for a target to, or a company to feel that they should identify or reach out to SPACs and see whether they can. If they feel that they want to get listed, go and speak to SPAC for a reverse merger. So one of, one of the things that, that is good to understand is the psychology behind the sponsors of the SPAC, right? Every every banker will tell you that for a SPAC, the, the, the minimum target they should look for is something that is maybe two to three times the size of the SPAC. So for example, if the SPAC is 100 million, you should be looking at, you know, 200 to 300 million dollar targets, right? But there's also SPACs that have 50 million, right? So, you know, targets between 100 to 150, I think that, you know, anything under 100, it's not impossible, but, but it's a stretch and you might have some, some challenges there with the market. But the moment you're hitting that $100 million mark, you know, off you go. And, and, and by the way, the, 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 the terms of the valuation or the metrics, the beauty of the SPAC, and, and there's an article, there's an interview with Richard Branson uh, on why he, he chose to 
or the SPAC route to merge, you know, Virgin Galactic, it's because he likes the SPAC, uh, you know, process of, of, you know, determining the valuation because it comes down to the company and the sponsor versus a traditional IPO where you really don't know how much is your value. You have to go on a roadshow. And basically the last week of the, of the IPO, they tell, you know what, we were able to raise this much money at this much valuation. So you know, SPAC is a good way for sponsors to control that metric, but, you know, in, in, in to answer, you know, your, your question, it's, I, I think anybody above a hundred million dollars should be considering, uh, or, you know, they could start reaching out to a SPAC. Below that, it, it, it's a stretch. Yeah. And I think all the adding on this is the important here is the company should be ready to go public. There has to be an intent and uh, the auditing standards and everything, they have to be clearly an intent to show that they want to go public. So, Chitanj, uh, coming in the context of India, so uh, so how Indian companies can get listed through SPAC? So, if so, you see that opportunity? So, I definitely see that opportunity. So, it's not like that Indians, uh, we have not done this. So, we have a great example of Yatra. Yatra got listed via SPAC in 2016 uh, at a valuation of around 218 million. So that happened, uh, the reason why it happened was that Yatra though is, was primarily working in Indian markets, but the prime holding entity was not Indian entity and they definitely got listed and uh, good, did really well on uh, through this PAC process. And this really happened in 2016. So yes, we have a history of Indian companies going public via SPAC. But uh, the process has, is not changed from then from 2016 till now. The reason is that the holding entity should not be an, I mean, an Indian domiciled entity because right now, as an Indian entity, we are not allowed to get listed publicly on any other overseas board. This, the good news around this is that this is really changing. The law has already been passed in Lok Sabha and Rajya Sabha. So we will see that probably by next financial year, we will we'll see that Indian companies getting allowed to list on foreign listings. So we should be ready in from next financial year, we'll see that company is getting listed and there are seven boards, I mean, seven places where it is allowed and US is one of them. So definitely SPAC would be the way for Indian companies going public via uh, on Nasdaq. So on the following form of sponsor point of view, based on our conversation also, do you see a opportunity for Indian entrepreneurs, Indian uh, good family officers to launch uh, a SPAC and be a sponsor of SPAC in India? Yeah, definitely. And uh, we have seen traction around that. We are seeing that Indian interest uh, coming from Indian sponsors, Indian HNIs, family offices, corporates, uh, working uh, and exploring the angle for SPAC for their relatively company and also the domestic P funds uh, and the early stage VC funds. And uh, Abraham, uh, there are a few names also, right, uh, which have done this uh, past in terms of coming as a SPAC sponsor. One was Tenzing. Tenzing, you you have you have a few other names, and, and I think that um, for for an investment company for a sponsor, it's really easy because then you literally have the world to choose from, right? And, and a lot of uh, you know uh, Indian nationals and, and family offices, you know, they have holdings and investments around the world, whether whether it's in Southeast Asia or Europe. So it's definitely, I believe that that there have been about four or five spacs that are being backed by. By by Indian high net worth individuals and 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 and, and or family offices. So absolutely, for sponsors, the, the, there is absolutely no restriction or limit. Yeah, so and it, the, it's not easier. That, yeah, 
sorry and adding to that the good news is that we will see one of our transaction from an indian sponsor uh, of a 100 million spac uh, going public in month of december where arc is uh, and our advisory and our underwriting team is acting as underwriter so it's a 100 million spac where a indian fund guy is typically sponsoring that so you could see lot more traction on indian promoters being a spoc spac sponsor as of now right i mean the initially till the time regulatory clarity, clarity doesn't come for indian targets to get uh, listed correct much major correct right right interesting such a interesting space i mean and it's uh, so much it get got lot of credibility recently because lot of uh, like uh, if i can understand lot of senior level executives from a pvc space uh, have launched their own spec it got lot of credibility and what's your view on that I think that you know, like like I like I tell everybody, the SPAC is a vehicle that has been in existence for over twenty years. It's not new. It, it didn't came out of nowhere. Uh, it's always been there. <laughs> it has gone through transformations, obviously. But uh, but 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 I believe that you know, adding these these high level executives, these high level companies, these unicorns, your uh, you know, Nikola, Virgin Galactic. Um, you know conversations with 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 Airbnb at some point with Bill Ackman's pack um you know all these wave of EV companies going into so it just brought a lot of credibility it it's not that the vehicle wasn't there it just 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 made it more reliable for people and 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 you know like you were mentioning uh i think before we're off of of the record we're talking about the 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 spacs is a vehicle that are here to stay i i i believe that now that people understand it They, they there will be more spacs coming perhaps not at the rate of of what we've been seeing this year but but seems like now people have seen and and, and trust this vehicle so you know uh, i i think that from here onwards it, it's just going to be the new like like they're saying right a new normal but for ipos right and yeah, you know so adding that to in terms of the numbers you'll see that in 2012 there are only seven spacs and if you see this year till now we have 141 spacs till now 40 billion dollar dry powder available through spacs wow so such a interesting conversation i think i i could continue but i understand so uh, it was really awesome conversation with a very interesting insights on listing through spac and how the sponsors for spac can go and approach the market Thanks guys thanks Abraham thanks Chitranj I wish you the best and hope to see you again on Joshi podcast about uh, further about what you are doing exciting on Arc thank you absolutely thank you thank you for having thanks us thanks a lot thanks so guys if you loved this episode of Joshi podcast head over to Google podcast to subscribe rate and leave a review very much appreciated thank you